This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Well, I'm Simon Rose, he's Steve Camplin. Uh, and it's always that being that way, and it probably will stay, whatever gadgets you come up with. But it is, it is now December, so it's the season of gadgets. We're going to do a Christmas sort of gadgets thing in a future episode, aren't we? But what are we going to do now? Well, we're going to start with the shock news that Sainsbury's has opened a checkout-free store in Hoban. Well, I read this and pointed it out to you, but I thought you'd already told us they'd done one and you'd been there. We did, in, back in 2019. Well, they opened the checkout in Hoban. Um, and then people got very confused by it, so uh, they cancelled it. The new one... Well, also, last week, we, we talked about how Tesco have opened a checkout-free store in Hoban. So I don't know what it is about Hoban. That's has got a fairly nondescript street in London. But it does hold the last remaining um, timbered Elizabethan house in central London. So that's one interesting thing about Hoban. Which is one that, the bottom of Gray's Inn Road? Yes, bottom of Gray's Inn Road, yes. yes. Is that the last? Anyway, so they've oh, opened how disappointing. another one. It is rather remarkable. It seems reasonably well preserved last time I saw it. Yes, well, of course, everything on it has been changed over the years. Yeah, well, well yes. Mm. Uh, I don't think they built it to last several hundred years. They probably didn't, but they didn't. Yeah, they built things to last, unlike Sainsbury's, who build a checkout free store <laughs> and then close it and then open yes. another one. So, yes, because the customers were wrong know. in not liking it. So they're going to persevere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I uh, I don't know what they're doing. Oh, wow. um, but talking of uh, of supermarkets, as you know, supermarkets will go to uh, great lengths uh, to try and persuade people to buy more stuff. And the way they usually well, do that is to the point rearrange yes. things. Yes, they yes, rearrange things so that and, and issue smells them. as well. Of course, they issue smells. They pump smells into the store. Smell of fresh bread. Don't they just bake bread and let let it I, do itself? Well, I, I may be wrong, but I think you can actually buy these aromas that are pumped out in order to affect consumer oh. um, choice. Yeah. When I used to live in Norwich, it was the home of the Roundtree Chocolate Factory. Oh. And when they were cooking, the whole city smelt of chocolate. And it made you so hungry everywhere yeah. you went. Oh, yes. Anyway. There used to be a brewery near me. Similar effect, but thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a team at the Bayes Business School been looking into uh, supermarkets, or more mm. particularly into the design of shopping trolleys. Yes. And they did some tests, and they discovered that if you change the push bar which is what you get on a normal trolley, mm. shopping trolley, to wheelbarrow-style handles, mm. uh, people spend 25% more in the shop. Why? Well, their argument for it is that the pushing action with your triceps is associated with pushing things away from you. In other words, with rejection. Whereas the lifting action using your biceps uh, is associated with holding things close to you. Why don't they go whole hog and have giant supermarket trolleys pushed by a member of staff? Then you revert to childhood. Exactly. And all you want is gimme, gimme, gimme the whole way as you go from <laughs> the store. Bizarre. Um, well, that's, that's rather... That's they rather did say 
um, most shoppers preferred the standard trolley design, which they just put down to that's what we're used to. But in fact, it's because you can push a trolley with one hand while loading things with the other. If you've got that two handles true. to hold, then then you can't. That is true. Hmm. That is true. But on the plus side, we should. I mean, when you and I were younger. You know, in the days of steam trains and things like that. I mean, shopping trolleys <laughs> were always wonky. I mean, it was one of the one always of the wonky. jokes prevalent. Yes. They always had wonky wheels. Now, along the way, somebody has perfected the art of making shopping trolleys actually go where you push them. But, yes. You know, who is that wonderful person? Just like the person who invented wheels on suitcases. We wheels don't know who it was. Exactly. It might be the same person, of course. It might be Mr. Wheel. Possibly descended from whoever invented the wheel in the first place. In a direct line, I'm sure, yes. Undoubtedly. Yes. <laughs> Undoubtedly. Oh, well, it's probably time for one of one of these then, as I'm more alert than usual. <laughs> so, where now? Well, over to South Korea, to Seoul, in fact, where they are filling their nursery schools, 300 of them, mm-hmm. with dancing robots. <laughs> the uh, The robots... They're only 12 inches high, so they're not very big robots, but they're called Alpha Mini, and they sing, and they dance, and they recite stories, and rather alarmingly, they teach Kung Fu to four-year-olds, which I think is rather... They also fart on demand, which apparently makes the four-year-olds terribly happy. Yeah, I can't help feeling that there'd be rather more demand for the farting than teaching the Kung Fu or reciting stories. I imagine so. Maybe the, maybe the, the, the fart button is a special treat they get once they manage to <laughs> learn their tables. <laughs> oh, good grief. So if you want your old dancing robot, well, you can't get one. But what you can, of course, get is a singing cactus. You will remember the yodelling pickle that we I uh, featured do. on I this I mean, that's show. going back a few years. But that it was, is, yes. what happened to it? It was very entertaining at the time. Well, you gave me one for Christmas. I still yes. have it. I still make it yodel occasionally, and people are variously entertained and horrified <laughs> by it. <laughs> so anyway, the six, you can get a singing cactus. I had a look on Amazon, and there are a bewildering array of singing cactuses available, starting at about £15. Right. Um, and there's a particular brand of uh, singing cactus that was on sale until very recently in Walmart, the supermarket chain in Canada. Shall we have a little uh, listen to it? Here we go. Doing its singing. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, quite well, a melody taste. I know well. And all the yes. words. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, that turns out to be a, a Polish rapper called Cypis. Uh, and a Polish grandmother in Canada bought one of these. I can't imagine why, but she bought one of these, listened to it, and then contacted Walmart to say, do you realise the lyrics are, the only thing in my head is five grams of cocaine. Fly away alone to the edge of oblivion. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Which is, frankly, not what you want your singing cactus to sing about. No. Anyway, so the rapper himself said he is disgusted, but I think, actually, he's being disgusted all the way to the bank because, of course, you couldn't buy publicity as good as this for uh, for what's the average song. Well, I mean, he surely ought to be getting some degree of royalties, you would think. I well, mean, that's the, what the, he's saying, yes. The granddaddy of singing cacti and pickles was, was, a, was a fish, wasn't it? It was a big bass fish. Billy Bass. Billy Bass, Billy that bass was it. Fish, yes. Whatever happened to him? Well, he's still pinned to a wall somewhere and presumably still singing. Yeah. But, but he was quite entertaining. He was for a very, very short time. 
Well, most of these are, but the thing to do is to have ten different singing things and just rotate them and have one a year, and after yeah. ten years, people will have forgotten the one from ten years before. You think you want a singing fish on your wall for a whole year? Oh, I was thinking more just Billy bringing Bass, it out well, in no, the no, holiday Billy, season. Billy Bass was motion um, detecting, so when you walked past it, it would suddenly start singing at you. Oh, a great shame that's... people working from home in important jobs don't have a Billy Bass on the wall. <laughs> it is a very great thing. <laughs> I think I'm quite glad that they don't. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if the um, the uh, gizmo you were talking about last last week that got rid of extraneous noise when you were working from home would be able to cope with him. I imagine they will have trained it with with Billy Bass, although hmm. possibly not with a singing cactus. It dances no, and, as well, and possibly not a cactus. Polish rapper either. But no. uh, we shall see. We will okay. see indeed. So what now? Well, let us move on. Air taxis. We've talked about, you know, autonomous air taxis quite a lot on this show. Including the early one that threatened to chop people's knees off. Because they don't remember the blades that weren't protected. Well, this is a really bizarre one. This is made called the Ziva, and it goes at 160 miles an hour, or will do when they actually build one. Mm -hmm. It is a, it's a disc, eight feet in diameter. Mm -hmm. um, And you lie down on it inside it um that has a lid and the reason that has a lid is because there are eight unguarded propellers both above and below and if you didn't lie down <laughs> you, you wouldn't need to take me to the hospital right. straight away yes, kind of yes, yes. uh and it, it is the most bizarre thing it is the shaped like it's shaped like a giant smarty or an M&M, if you want to be American about it. Right. If you could imagine one of those blown up yes. at eight feet diameter with a viewing glass hatch underneath yeah. where your face goes. And um, they say it's optionally piloted, which means you can either climb into it and let it just take you there mm. autonomously, or you can you can drive it yourself. It is the most bizarre uh, flying machine I've ever it seen. Sounds, it sounds UFO sort of shaped, except of course most it, yes. UFOs don't have rotors attached to them. This one has rotors. Well, they've made a one-eighth scale model, which they say works, mm. but whether they actually get to build the final full-size thing I, uh, is debatable. In fact, it's not even debatable. Of course, they're not going to do it. Well, it still has unprotected rotors. I mean, so as you come into land, people would either well, scatter or be scattered judging by the the, the photograph the mock-ups mm. it will sort of stand upright when it lands oh and then you sort of climb into it um close the lid behind you then it takes off and then you can go flat it's a bit like superman flying over the landscape you're lying down looking at the landscape rushing past underneath you mm. terrifying oh i was thinking <laughs> that sounded quite exciting yes Yes, there's exciting and there's a little bit too exciting. Well, as long as it's rushing around, rushing beneath you and not towards you, that's fine. Yes. Well, indeed, that's yes, that's true. But, uh, uh, have, one of th- have one of these. We can have one of those. We're not. We're, we're nearing the half time mark, aren't we? I mean, I'm, I'm getting my, my oranges yes, ready for that. Yes, but I'll let you have something else. Okay. Thank you very much. So, tidy cameras. There's a tiny camera which has been developed by the University of Washington in collaboration with Princeton, which is the size of a grain of salt. It is extraordinary. And it works with its meta surface. I mean, come on, anything with a meta surface <laughs> must be worth having. Um, which is a tiny, well, what he said is tiny, but it's even tinier than that. A tiny cylinder, a flat, flattish cylinder, 
not um, smarty shapes this time, size of a grain of salt with 1.6 million little, even smaller cylinders etched into it, and they bend the light to capture the scene. Uh, and at the moment, they can capture up to 720 by 720 pixels, which is quite small in uh, digital imaging terms, but enough to see what's going on. And they're saying, well, it could be used for medical imaging. They could sort of stick it inside your body, much smaller than any other camera. But because it's quite easy to make this stuff, they could, for example, coat the whole of the back of your phone with with this very, very thin uh, sheet of glass. And then that would act as an extremely high-resolution camera. With, with no depth. But if it's the size of a grain of salt and you put it down and can't remember where, it's going to be a bit of a bugger, isn't it? It really is, yes. It really is, especially if you put it down in a salt cellar. But if you... Well, you... well yes, yes. That, that, <laughs> even I would realise that's not terribly advisable. Oh, OK. <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> okay. They have micro-tweezers. So... They use micro-tweezers to move the thing around, apparently. Right. My... Micro tweezers, which themselves are incredibly small, so you need a micro robot in order to handle the micro tweezers. Well, there's a micro robot, three hundred of them over in Seoul, and if you don't That's mind, it's farting again. Yes, farting exactly. <laughs> all over the place. Uh, let's take a quick pause for breath. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Is Simon Rose in conversation with Steve Kaplan. We're talking gadgets and gizmos. Kaplan's we are. The size of a grain of salt. Extraordinary. And uh, my friend Roger listened to this show last week. Oh, And he was disturbed by your pronunciation of the word Dachshund, which you pronounced as Dachshund. Well, I apologise. Yes, well, he, well I... he wanted me to point out to you that it is in no way Dachshund. It is definitely Dachshund. Oh, OK. Yes. I'm not sure I've come across many people who do pronounce it that way, who are native English speakers, but I'm sure he's right, if you want to be very pedantic. And did he? is he one he of the people who pedantic. actually bought the magazine for Dachshunds? He doesn't actually own the Dachshund. Oh, I see. No, he no. Just, oh, but he's, just... an, he's an average radio listener, so we okay, have, to, well, you know, well, have to take these uh, people seriously. Well, the next time that those particular sort of sausage dogs feature in Gash and Gizmos, I'll try and remember. Do you want to just say it once correctly, just to pacify Dachshund. him? Much better. And then we can go back... We can like the only people I ever knew who had one had the worst breath of any creature I've ever encountered. Oh, really? Except... Yeah, unfortunately, well, it's very, very low down, so it doesn't really affect you that much, does it? Well, that's true, but if they're pets, people sometimes pick them up in their arms. Oh, so they do. Yeah. That may not be a whole thing for the species. Let us move on to uh, our app of the week, which we haven't had for a long time. That's true. Oh, that's the wrong one. No, I've just realised we haven't had it for such a long time that I should have been pressing this button instead. think any of our regular listeners know the difference between our various pedantic people like roger may well know the difference and i wouldn't want him saying did you realize you pressed the wrong button he is a musician so he would notice the difference yes yes so Mm. you know 
For, for Roger, I felt I had to press the right one. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'd appreciate it. Now, uh, when uh, Apple first demoed uh, iOS 15 um, last year, maybe even the year before, there was a, a technology that dem- demoed where for, for doing interviews where you could use the front and the back camera simultaneously. I don't know if you remember that. We talked about it on this show at the time. Mm-hmm. And it would capture two video streams. Well, that app is available. It's called Double Take. It's free. And it will capture two cameras. And what I didn't realize until recently was you can choose which two cameras it captures. So say, for example, just off the top of my head, say you have a daughter who's competing in a triathlon, Mm -hmm. which will ring a bell with you because I believe that's exactly what happened. Um, And you're filming her on your iPhone. Mm -hmm. Then you could film her with the, the telephoto lens so she's sort of nice and big in the frame. But at the same time, you can film with the wide-angle lens or even the ultra-wide-angle lens so you can capture the the entire scene. Good for editing later. For editing later. Or you could choose to have picture-in-picture, so you have one of them full screen and one down in the corner. Or you could have them side-by-side. So if you're doing an interview with someone, you can have the person you're interviewing on one side and yourself on the other side. It is absolutely brilliant. You'd have to be... But wouldn't you have to be very close to the other person for that to work. Uh, reasonably Given that close. the lenses are all on the same place. Uh, no, 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 because you could use the front lens and the back lens to do that. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh. It's, it's very, very good. And it's absolutely worth, worth taking a look at because uh, for just about any kind of event that you're filming where you want, not sure if you want, you know, close-up or wide-angle action. I don't think I realised that they've got a front lens as well as the back lenses. Um, we have talked to each other on FaceTime, have we not? Oh, yes. Have you noticed that you're looking at the screen, not at the back of the camera? Oh, yeah. Yes. But that only gets used for things like that, doesn't it? That's interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it just shows, yes. I, but I didn't give it as much thought as I might have done. No. <laughs> well, never mind. That's, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yes, it's exactly. 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 Now, uh, however, as I am a person who managed to actually press the button to film my daughter in the triathlon, and at the crucial moment, what I did was stop the video rather than start it, this uh, may be a little bit beyond me. Hmm. Mm. Yes, that can be a problem. Yeah, yeah. You missed yeah. the crucial I got a moment. great picture afterwards of the phone going into my pocket. <laughs> oh, I think we've all done that. It is very embarrassing, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Right. Okay. So, where um, well, understanding languages is is uh, is difficult. You can get various kinds of gadgets you can stick in your ear, which will mm. translate on the fly. Yeah, but there's fish. a uh, the University of Eindhoven have come up with a novel technique, which is uh, to wear a special sleeve, and you feel vibrations on your sleeve. So what it does is it listens to what's being said. Um, it turns it into English, then you do it into English mm-hmm. at the moment, which is odd because they're in Eindhoven, which is not an English-speaking country, but there we go. They turn it into English. There are 39 phonemes in English, and it turns each of those phonemes into a different kind of vibration. It does mean you have to learn the language of 39 different vibrations. But that just seems staggeringly bizarre. Staggeringly bizarre. So in order to use it, you have to effectively learn another language that nobody else speaks except people in the University of Eindhoven. Exactly. Okay, you think that's going to catch on? No. Well, they uh, they say well, it's non-invasive, 
what I suppose they had a big chunky <laughs> sleeve on. Well, you're not having to stick a fish in your ear, but apart from well, that, yeah. Well, for deaf people, I think they could, oh, they yes, could learn a language. That useful. would be good. Yes. Mm. yes. Anyway, I, I'm watching that with mm, some interest. Not, not full interest, but a minimal amount of interest. And we'll see what happens next. Okay. Uh, what happens next is this. And it's on to commercial sponsorship time. Well, not sponsorship, because they're not actually paying us to say this, but Morphe Richards, the toaster people, have uh, been celebrating their 85th anniversary. Which toaster is not people? Major. Toaster. Oh, toaster. I think it's a poster. I was thinking, no, I don't know. I think okay. of Morphe Richards yes. being toasters, or yes, they make other true. things, yes. including yes. irons. And they have gone on the lookout for the Britain's oldest serving iron. And they found one. It's um, it's an iron bought in the nineteen forties from uh, a a chap called Chris West who lived in Catford. It was bought by his grandmother for forty one shillings back in uh, back in the nineteen forties, and he's still using it to this very day. That's quite that nice. That's quite impressive. If only I'd known you were going to do that, I could have played any old iron, which would have been very appropriate. It would. Yeah, but I didn't. I, Get you, you can play it now. It's downstairs. I think oh, okay. we're, I think the audience has suffered enough without that. <laughs> quite, quite possibly. <laughs> but it's not as impressive as the oldest fridge, which um, is still working. A couple in their 70s from Gloucestershire bought this Electrolux fridge for £49 in 1949. Yeah. But the fridge itself, they bought secondhand. It was made in the 1930s. And it wow. is still refrigerating. That is, is good, pretty impressive. Hmm. Yes. There was supposed to be legislation requiring companies to actually make things that would last longer. I mean, I'm not sure how well drafted the legislation was or whether it actually got through Parliament, but I'm sure I remember reading that a couple of couple of years ago. Because one problem is that everything just seems to become obsolete very, very quickly. It not does, always but at because least, of new technology. But, yeah. At least when you buy white goods, as they're called, even though they might come in different colours these days, they come with a plug, which they never used to. Could you remember, back yes. in the 60s, 70s, if you bought a television or a fridge, you had to buy your own plug and put it on. Yes. Astonishing. How was, how was that ever allowed? They were saving pennies by not giving you a plug. Well, that's true. But then my, my father, in a habit that I think I probably copied, when some device broke, would always cut off the plug. If the plug was still working... He, yes. he So he had a box full of plugs with leads sticking out because he couldn't be bothered to actually take them off properly. He just cut them off. Um, in case, of course, in case, of course, he bought more devices that didn't have plugs on. But because well, everything has a plug, you hardly ever need them. I always cut off the, the plug, but I cut it off at the appliance end. So I get the plug with a length of wire attached, which I can then use for whatever I'm building. I can just plug it in, wire that's it quite, in. That's quite hmm. clever, I suppose. Let us go on to our crowdfunding time of the week. And can I have the right jingle, please? You did have it before. You could just have... I know. I know. I could could have done. (laughs) But I put it in. Now, um, I I make stuff out of wood, as you know. I like woodworking. And most of what I do in wood is cutting wood. And I have a wide variety of tools for cutting wood. Uh, this is the Photonics 3-in-1 multi-tool, which is a cordless chainsaw, circular saw, and saber saw. Mm. And uh, it Three is different one... ways of removing digits. 
three different ways of removing this. It's a, it's a digital tool. Yes. You, it's one motor with different attachments that you can plug on. Right. Uh, so that it, it will then give you all these different tools. I think it's a very clever idea. And if I if I hadn't already bought all these tools individually, I might well consider plunking down my actually $420, about £316. Uh, that does work out marginally less than buying each of these individually. I think quite, like, quite a lot less than buying each of them individually. Yeah, but you get a lot of pleasure in the fact that you can swap them over. Oh, absolutely. I'd be swapping them over like nobody's business and it's on kickstarter and it's called photonics and you have until the 29th of december to try and put one in your christmas stocking except of course it won't arrive in time for christmas it might arrive sometime next year if you're lucky hmm. because that's the way with crowdfunding things things yes things either they turn up maybe they don't yes what's the longest period you've had to wait for something to come through i know some things never come through i am still waiting for a folding bicycle helmet that i pledged for in 2018 Wow. And that's and still they, an they, ongoing project. Well, they've issued a recent update saying, we are still doing it, chaps. Don't worry. It'll it'll come. We've had a few hiccups along the way. Hmm. So anyway, it'll maybe it'll turn up. We'll wait and see. When it turns up, I'll, I'll show it to you. Well, I should look forward to that if I can still see. Yeah. Um, it depends how many more years it is. Um, Steve, thank you very much indeed. That's it for this edition of Gadget and Gizmos. Um, uh, complete with pronunciation guides to small sausage dogs uh we will be back with more of the same next are we doing christmas christmas um gifts next week or the week after we are doing christmas gifts next week yes okay well then tune in and steve will come with lots of things to buy people you like and to buy for people you probably don't like as well i imagine probably singing cacti cacti, yes absolutely (laughs) that's it for this week though is it a gadget is it a gizmo no it's gadgets and gizmos with steve kaplan and simon rose